0: Are you looking for a podcast about subtle bi inklings? Then you must be thinking of
1: another podcast. Oh! Good evening, Kelsey. Good
0: evening, Robert. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you today?
1: I'm pretty good. Um, this is a little bit later for the people, but it's not too much later for us. I just wanted to ask, what'd you do for Halloween? How was your, like, actual October 31st experience? What'd you do?
0: Uh, I don't recall. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I just hung out at home, honestly. I mean, it was any other Sunday for me. My dad
1: loves passing out the candy to kids and stuff. So he was like, you want to come over? Because my mom went to see my brother so she was out of town and i was like yeah i'll come out there so i brought uh jinx and bulbasaur and my dad had like bowls of candy sitting there ready and they're in kind of like a newer development okay so i was like there's not gonna be that many kids yeah but also in texas basically you know COVID shits out the fucking door like no one gives a shit right
0: Yep, everybody so, look each other's faces again. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, so
1: Halloween was in full effect from what I understand in the news, right? Man. We had like 60 plus kids. Really? We had so many kids come get candy.
0: That's great. Like, I I do recall we went out for a drive. I don't remember where we went, but it was on actual Halloween. And nobody was out. Like, no trick-or-treaters at all. Like, the city I live in is just dead for Halloween. They don't do it anymore. It always has been,
1: almost. It's weird. I, like, when we were growing up here, it didn't feel that way. It wasn't that dead, but it was not... You you didn't see, like, swarms of people, you know?
0: It was always, like, I, a, a couple there, batches. There definitely used to be, like, swaths of children walking around when when we were younger.
1: Maybe, I don't know, we got too cool for it, because, you know, the colony thinks it's great now. So Maybe,
0: I bet they probably did something at Grandscape, like a giant tr- trunk or treat oh or something. God.
1: I I despise I, the concept of trunk or Okay, good. I hate trunk or treat. <laughs> I think it's so shitty. I mean I mean I I, I think it's fine. 'cause I mean I, mean, I it's, get it's another excuse for kids to get candy, so go ahead and take them, but still sure. do Halloween and trick or treat, you know? I
0: know. Like I get the appeal of the trunk or treat for parents. Like you go there and it's people that you know and trust and it's like a controlled location, so your kid's not gonna get taken or stabbed or whatever. But Yeah. I mean I feel like I'm gonna sound so boomery when I say this, but I just <laughs> feel like kids should do Halloween the normal way, you know, like yeah. dress up in a costume go door to door like we haven't given out candy for the past few years because we tried a couple of years in a row and like nobody came to our house and we were like i guess we're just gonna not do this anymore because there's nobody out
1: yeah you gotta go somewhere else like yeah. where we grew up doesn't support halloween i guess
0: it's so weird like it's an a normal city
1: <laughs> yeah but we had so many and it was like groups of like five to six at a time good like there was a Bunch of fucking people. Like, tons of people. Right? Yeah. Uh, it was cool. Saw some cool costumes. Um, Taylor even came out there, and she was holding Bulbasaur when she'd go to the door, and the people oh would be my like, I want fucking touch <laughs> him! They're loving him. So... Did you dress him up was... in a costume? No. He was... Good. He was just ugly Bulbasaur.
0: I was going to say, if you dress him up in a costume, he's going to piss inside of his shirt.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> so... It was like the first successful Halloween I feel like has happened around me in years. That's good. It was different. It, it, it just was cool. I, I, want, I liked it.
0: I want the healing power of Halloween to wash over me. Like, I yeah. have not seen children dressed up in costume in years. It's been so long. Like, I remember taking my nieces when they were really young, like, stroller age. Yeah. But that's, that's the last time that I recall a Halloween
1: experience. TikTok has been a buzz with people that like went all out for like passing out candy and shit. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't realize like people enjoyed simply handing out the candy so much. People yeah, love that shit. <laughs> I mean,
0: as an adult now, I I think it would just be cool to see some costumes. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not going out and getting one, dressing up or anything. I'm not going to go to a party, but. Yeah just to see kids in costumes, I think would be fun.
1: I saw one, this guy put up like a big fake wall and he stood at the back and did the whole like uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail insult top of the wall <laughs> guy. Nice. He was like, kid, who made your costume? You look so stupid and your father smells of elderberries. He would like throw candy at the kids and stuff. And Very I was like, cool. people have like really fun with handing out candy. This is amazing <laughs> to me. But I wanted to tell you about this one, because I thought it was really cool. Uh, watched this one, and people were, like... They, like, left out a bowl on a stool, and were just, like, kind of watching through the ring camera, you know? Uh-huh. And some kid comes up and takes, like, the whole bowl. Oh, my God. Like, scoops up everything that's in it, right? And then the next kid comes up, and it's this little girl, and she comes up, and there's no candy in the bowl. Oh. And she... Dumps out her basket into the bowl.
0: Oh my god! <laughs>
1: to fill it up for other kids.
0: That's so sweet.
1: It was fucking cool, and I was like, "Halloween's kind of a magical day." I think <laughs> maybe I missed the whole point when I was a kid. I, it was just about the candy, but there's so much more, you know? Yeah. It was just it was just neat, and I thought it was it, it was fun to be part of the handing out candy for once. Yeah. Because you know, I got spoiled on it when. You know, that kid called me hamburger face when I was Freddy Krueger that year. (laughs) So, you know. Halloween's just never been the same for old Robert. Never been the same, but I finally felt the spark again 20 years later.
0: Finally. The magic (laughs) is back.
1: Because we were talking about Bulbasaur. I wanted to give you a little update on last time. Okay. I had somebody request some poop pics.
0: No. (laughs) No. What sick psycho out there was like... Oh, dog shit all over a crate in bed. I would love to see that.
1: I got a text that was just like, show me the shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is there like a new trailer out that I'm not aware of? Like, what <laughs> what cool thing do I need to be showing this person, right? Okay. And I was like, the shit? And they were like, you know the shit I'm talking about. And I was like, oh my, oh my god. god. Uh, is there no new God of War trailer? I don't know. What is out? What am I missing? (laughs) I want to see the poop. And then, yeah, they go, the poop storm. And I was like, oh, I have those. I'm like, here you go, Ferdin. Boom. Of course it was Ferdin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He wasn't ready. He was like, my God. Yeah, no. What happened? It it looked like a dog exploded in there. Like, it's not a good sight. And then I'm telling you. The algorithm works. It listens. Oh my I God. got a TikTok about somebody that had a dog have diarrhea on their bed.
0: No, no.
1: It didn't show anything, but it was Good. like, guess, guess who's up at four in the morning and having to strip all their sheets because Jesus. the dog decided to shit in the bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, why is, having, why, why is having pets bad like this? Yeah. That it's that common of an occurrence to have shit storms hate it's it.
0: Just, shit storms are, are not a good time.
1: It's not a good time, and I, It should not be standard. Nope. But it is. It's, like, expected to be worried about shit with an animal. You I know. know.
0: I, I fucking stepped in cat shit, like, wet cat shit, barefoot Ugh. yesterday. Yesterday? <laughs> yes! Oh my god. I was like, why is this here? Who did this? And then I followed it back to the litter box, and there was, like, a whole, like... Just like a little, like a trail of turds going back to the litter box. Okay. It's like, why? 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 (laughs) Like they, it was like they got into the litter box, took the shit, and then exited
1: the litter box, and then finished the shit. One of the cats kind of did that to me the other day, too. Really? Because I open the door, I keep the door closed, because they like freak out too much when they're in the game room with me. Uh Uh-huh. And... One of them just, like, like, took off running. He just, like, ran away, and, like, I stepped out there, and I, like, I usually keep, like, the whole light off, so I was like, uh-oh, something's on the floor, though. What is this? Uh. And I'm always scared that it's shit, but it's usually always a cat toy. (laughs) Yeah. Turn on the light, and there's, like, one solid nugget (laughs) just sitting (laughs) on the tile by the door. And I was like, why? How did this get here? Yeah. No one has enough fur for a dingleberry to be stuck there. So did you bring <laughs> it here? God. Like I don't know how that one got there. It's probably similar to what Boosh
0: does. Like she'll start a shit in the box and then think that she's done and it's still just like hanging out of her ass. Like she's not finished shitting. Like That's it's half wondering. of a turd and <laughs> it's there's this is explicit, but there's been so many times that yeah. we have to like pull
1: the, the poop out of her butt she's like, what are you doing? Like, get to Why? finish pooping. Finish in the box. Well, see, this is my one problem with these two cats. When one goes in the litter box to do something, the other one's like, oh, it's time to fucking fuck with you. It's time to play. Yes. yes. It's like, dude, let them do their business in peace. And I'm yeah. wondering if one of them was pooping and they tried to play. So they just like took off running. Probably. And brought poop with them. You yeah, w- Wicket does that
0: to Boosh all the time. He'll be like, what are you doing in the litter box? Do you want to hang out right now? Like, I've caught him trying to climb in there with Dee Dee. And I'm like, you can't do that. It's yeah, not a dude. two-man job.
1: It's like, come on. Just go away. Just go do Let something this else. do their
0: business. What's about privacy, for God's sakes? Oh, there's Bulby.
1: Oh, Bulby's sad that I'm talking about him. <sighs> Bulbasaur, you're a he shit mess. He wants to sit here.
0: You're an ugly man and you have a poop butt. Oh, good boy, though. Um, I have a fun new game to tell you about. Okay. I genuinely don't want to play this one. Um, So we just came off Streamtober. It was very fun and very frightening. We had a lot of good spooky games that we played through. Uh, have you heard of this game called Fears to Fathom?
1: No. Not at all. So
0: this is kind of an indie game that has come out quietly on Steam. I believe that it's still in beta. So in July, it has been downloaded more than... So since July, that's when it dropped on Steam. It's been downloaded more than 140,000 times. Okay. And it's getting 88% rating, which is very positive. Um, so that's a pretty successful game because, like, generally, like, if an indie game reaches 20,000 downloads, that's considered success. Yeah. So this is, like, wow, that's pretty good. And okay. it's all, like, created and developed by a 17-year-old kid. Okay. Uh, so what this What the hell game, is it about? <laughs> it's really creepy, so...
1: I mean, it is called Fears to Fathom, so I should assume it's kind of creepy, but... What kind of creep... Yes. What kind of creepy is a seventeen year old kid coming up with
0: so he's crowdsourcing the creep is what he's doing <laughs> uh, okay. he's having he's having like people send in their like paranormal experiences and he's making like game levels out of them
1: oh weird I know
0: <laughs> so he's it's basically um He's he's working on like Reddit and Discords and just gathering a bunch of different responses from all over the world. Like there's people from Brazil, from Australia, oh from the United Kingdom. Okay, they're all sending them to the this guy. And um, some of the stories that are in this sound so creepy. Like there's one. This is one of my worst fears. I think we've talked about it on the show before. But there's one where like the uh, it actually happened to the creator of the game, the 17 year old kid, like five years ago, he kept hearing something like in his own home and like food would go disappearing. Yeah. And they were like, well, it's weird, but like maybe grandma's just like getting up in the middle of the night and eating some snacks. And, um, they installed a security system. And from there, they found out that there was, (laughs) there's like an old man living in their attic that would come down into the kitchen at night and eat their food.
1: Cool. It's
0: fucking terrifying. That is like the scariest thing. That is the scariest thing to me. Just having somebody
1: that lives in your house and you don't know about it. Like, yeah. That dude, freaks me out. I told you about that one with that lady that was living in the vents. Yes. Or she was like living in the walls, but she would, because it was like, it was like an apartment building. So she was using the vents to go to different places, I think. Yeah. But was always coming to this one and, like, shitting in their sink and weird stuff. Like it was a weird, weird circumstance. It is
0: absolutely horrifying. But, yeah, that's, that's like, the, um, the basis for this game. So it's an episodic okay. horror is what he's calling it. It's, uh, the, like, each one of the stories are totally unrelated. And you kind of play as one person who's experiencing all these different things. And what a horrible life. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, like a really cool like old VHS aesthetic to it. It's grainy and like dark and creepy. It looks it looks good.
1: I am a little sold. I think I'd like to try a level or two. Yeah, like
0: just watching the trailer makes me like real freaked out. So I don't believe I would ever
1: play this one, but I'd probably yeah. watch you play it. It sounds like the nightmare but in game form. Like Yeah, that's what it stories. reminds me of. Yeah. Tell me your stories and then, now go play this person's horrific events. Yes. That's creepy. I like that. That's And cool. I
0: don't. I don't know how the story progresses, or if there is a story, or if it's just about the experience. You know, maybe it's yeah. Just it about might just like, be. All
1: right. Here's level one. Play it. Experience.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Spooky shit.
1: I'm into that. I also wanted to ask. So you have what? What? What's your phone? Uh, the Samsung Galaxy S twenty plus. Okay, have
0: you upgraded yet to Android 12?
1: No, that is being saved for the new Samsung for next year.
0: Okay. And I'll probably
1: get it like a year from then.
0: Okay, so hopefully by the time it rolls out to you, it'll be fucking fixed because I've got a Pixel 5. Yeah. And I got the uh, notification, like, you can upgrade to Android 12 a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago by now. Oh. Okay. And... I was like, oh cool. And I upgraded immediately. And we've talked before about how like I don't really notice when my software stuff upgrades. I'm just like, oh the buttons are yeah. a little bit different and then I go about with my life. Okay. Android twelve breaks everything. Oh no. It ruined my phone.
1: Like, like it just doesn't work.
0: It didn't brick it completely, <laughs> but yeah, it but may as like... well have. Okay. Like all of my apps it whenever I am. I I tend to have a lot of apps open on my phone at once. And that's just the way I live my life. Okay. Um, And so whenever I'm switching between apps, there's like a function on the Pixel where you hit like the square button and you can swap between your different apps. But whenever I hit that square button, my phone crashes. Oh, okay. Yeah, (laughs) which is not great. So I have to like close out of the app with a circle button and then open the app manually via like the app drawer.
1: So multitasking Um, is at the window.
0: Yeah. And... So, whenever you get a notification from an app that has an overlay, like for example, a text message, you know how you get the Mm. little pop up at the top of your screen? It's like you have a text from Robert and it says, recording at eight o'clock. And I would click it and the phone crashes. Okay. (laughs) And when I say crash, it doesn't like turn off, it just becomes inoperable for about five seconds and then it goes to a black screen and it flashes my home screen and lock screen at me. Okay. That's fun. And then I have to, like, unlock it again. And unlocking my phone has also become a nightmare because, like, 90% of the time, it's like, who are you? Whose fingerprint is this? Who are you? Oh, my God. And the worst one for me was Discord. Discord is, like, my main social media. It's where we do all of our business for the podcast. Everything for my life is in Discord. (laughs) And this app, it was... I'm glad that I'm not epileptic because I probably would have (laughs) fucking died by now trying to use this app every single time I swipe to the left to look at the, uh, like the The sidebar of channels, the servers or the channels. Whenever I switch between them, whenever I'm trying to do anything at all in discord, it completely locks up and free, like it freezes the screen and then everything starts flashing. Like the side panel pulls out and goes in at light speed, just like fast over and over and over again. The, the, the center panel full of text scrolls at random It all glitches out and starts to show me, like, four different servers at once. And I'm like, what are you fucking doing? It's terrible. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, Like, is is this just a me problem? Or is this a pixel problem or an Android problem? So, of course, you know, try turning it off and on again. That didn't do shit. Um, I had to, because Discord is, like, my main hub for shit, I went ahead (laughs) and, like, uninstalled and reinstalled it to see if that would fix it. And so far that has fixed most of my issues with discord. I haven't experienced the crazy flashing anymore. Okay. Um, I tried doing the same thing with my text messaging app and that didn't do anything. It still crashes whenever I get a text message (laughs) and I'm not in my texting app. Um, There's also like, this is, this wasn't. So after, after I experienced all that, I went, I went ahead and Googled like, Android 12 Pixel and every single person on the internet is like this is the worst experience I've ever had with an Android upgrade, wow. and even people that are on Samsungs are having problems with it because it's apparently really inaccessible for photosensitive users. So, like I was saying, I hope I I'm glad I didn't have ep- epilepsy because my God, I would have died trying to use Discord. Yeah, but um, so there's a screenshot of a tumblr post that has been going around on twitter so i'm going to read this to you real quick so this is a tumblr user bewitching kitten okay and they're saying that they are having a seizure for the first time in over six months because of the fucking unremovable effects with the android 12 update that the phone involuntarily installed and there's no way to uninstall the update trying to navigate between tabs dramatic flash to pull up the viewer which is accurate Unlocking your phone, rippling flash upon unlocking. That's accurate. Oh my god. Typing, rippling circle bubbles for every single letter I type. I'm literally having to voice type this. Um, Wow. Yeah, so this is actually causing people to have seizures. Um, So this was screenshotted and put on Twitter, and this Twitter user, Quatoria, has uh, put out a PSA for if anybody's being impacted by this you should be able to disable it by going to settings, accessibility, text and display, remove animations. Because the animations on this thing, like even for me, not a photosensitive person, it it's bothersome. Like everything has an animation to it now. There's like a weird that's
1: excessive.
0: <laughs> it's so that's a good word for it. It's excessive. Like whenever you look at your phone, it's like it it's like a like a Star Wars screen wipe, you know?
1: So... Every time it <laughs> It's like uh, when you're putting together a school project and it was like, okay, we need an animation for every single click, but never use the same one. So you're just like yes. digging to the bottom of the barrel. Like, all right, we're going to do a barrel roll for this one. We got star you know? wipes.
0: We got fades. We got top to bottom. We got bottom to top. It's, it's all over the place. And Why? I don't know. That's it's weird. so much <laughs> like normally I would not notice that my phone updated But now I'm just like, whose phone is this? And why is it
1: in my pocket? I find that really like surprising because Google is what one of the biggest companies on the planet. Yeah. And you're going to like I uh, I always thought of them as like a real like we're about quality before we put something out kind of. Company. Yes. Like. Especially for, especially for the phone that Google made, like fucking fix it. Like that's, that's your perk of having the Google phone is that you usually get Google updates before everybody else. Like Android 12, like most people shouldn't get that for another six months or so.
0: Yeah. That's why I was so excited about it. I was like, Oh, I'm getting it immediately. Cool. Let me get that installed. And it's just been miserable. So I'm going to have to go remove the animations on mine just for the sake of my my brain. <laughs>
1: like, well, the next uh, Mansions Night that we do, I would like to see this if it isn't fixed by then. Yeah. I will, will want to try it out and play with it myself just to freak myself out.
0: I'll have to send you a screen recording of, like, unlocking and relocking and all that. Because it's basically, like, wherever you touch on the phone, it's, like, rippling waves all over the place. I hate... Ooh, I hate that. It's it's bizarre and I don't know why they did it and I don't know why they made it the default like if you're gonna do this have it be a thing where you know whenever you get a new update it's like here's the new stuff and you have to swipe through all the different pages yeah have that be a thing be like do you want to turn on animations and it would give you an example like this is what your phone's about to do if you turn this shit on
1: yeah that Ugh. that makes me think of you know people that have the weird trailing mouse animation on their computers yes yes where, like, you move it, but then, like, 50 mice follow behind that. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> like, I hate that. So, it's just, like, extra flair that serves no purpose. You yeah. Know?
0: I didn't ask for this, and I no, do I mean, not want it.
1: I know that with the trailing mouse, sometimes it's because people can't see where their mouse is, so it helps them locate it faster. Yeah. I understand that, but, like, it is not necessary. No. These ripples sound very unnecessary.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm upset about it and I would like to revert but alas I cannot.
1: Yeah. Well I cannot Um, wait to see that.
0: I'm just hoping they fix the text message thing because that bugs me. Like every time I get a text message every single time my phone's like absolutely not. I will not do this. No. No
1: texting. Uh, I think we need to take an ad break and then come back crack one open we deserve a break yeah let's do that what's up? What's up? what's up what's up what's up you know how many people i see on tiktok that their little like profile pic is the scary movie ghost face with like the dumb face with the tongue out
0: oh my god like high ghost face
1: yeah and it's like all of a sudden it's really weird
0: i think that the I zoomers think- are discovering it <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I saw a video on YouTube that was like, "Why Scary Movie gets everything right," and I'm like, "Is Scary Movie like coming back around? Oh my god, does it get everything right? It's a good movie.
0: I feel like I've I've not watched it in like ten years. I love that movie, but I feel like there's probably some problematic humor because it was one of those like early aughts comedies.
1: Yeah, but it's still awesome.
0: And people want to fucking dunk on Hocus Pocus. What the fuck ever. Yeah, I (laughs)
1: know. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble, you can get that full bonus episode by going over to patreon.com Y-M-B-T-O-A-P and signing up to be a patron. We love our patrons. They support us in everything we do. We appreciate you guys so, so much. And if you also would like to be the ultimate supporter, it's getting cold out there. Why not head over to the Yimtote Apparel store, grab some ymb gear. We've got hoodies and stuff that are soft, like they're soft. Like, it is time. Now is the right time to get that stuff. That link is in our show notes. And again, thank you all to our supporters. We could not do this without you. And now back to your regularly scheduled content. Speaking of our supporters, I got what? a
0: listener mail.
1: Okay. Uh, all right. We haven't had some of these in a while. <laughs> We've been getting, that's like two lately.
0: I know. We're two in a row. We're right? having right? a good time, aren't we? I like that. Uh, so I say listener mail, but it's really a listener DM, I guess. This one came to okay. me via Discord. Um, and it is in reference to our couple of episodes where we talked about um, accessibility in gaming. Okay. So my good friend CJ, he wrote in, uh, he has cerebral palsy. So he has some opinions on accessibility in gaming and okay. he wanted to share. Awesome. CJ starts. I got to defend my dark souls. Such a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I beat Dark Souls 3 num- numerous times as well as Bloodborne once, but I loved it. Dark Souls 2 is a different beast. But anyway, these games are meant to go back to a time where games were less hand-holding, and you figure out what to do and what the mechanics are, which is one of the reasons I love these games. The mechanics are so vast, there's no right way to play it. For example, I normally start as a knight, which is a tank build, But I stripped down to the point where I can normal roll instead of fat roll, which I don't know what that means, but (laughs) I'm sure that people who know what the Souls games are (laughs) know what that means. Uh, He says, I hardly block and parry, and that's a weird way to play. Plus, I wanted a challenge and to be able to say, hey, I beat this with a disability. I will agree. It's hard. But once you understand the mechanics, it opens the game up. Also, and I like this part, he says, offer is on the table. I will stream this game and run y'all through a few bosses if you want. Uh yeah,
1: I would I, love to see that. I I've watched so many plays of this game, but it's always like I caught them somewhere else, you know. Yeah, I'm like I kind of want to know from the beginning.
0: Yeah, you know? he said that he's willing to like break down the mechanics of the game for us and like go into full detail on how to beat a boss. Okay. Um, he says my friends say I'm a very scary savant when it comes to Dark Souls. I've and I told him I've never played them. They're they're too daunting for me. Yeah, and he says they can be daunting, but once it clicks, you've got it. I've gotten four bosses and no deaths.
1: Like what? <laughs> that's nuts. Like that's the thing, and I feel like I'm like that with every game though. Like every game, you have to like figure out how to play that game. Like I it guess yeah, has a way that it's meant to be played, which is what pushes me off on starting a bunch of new games. I'm trying to think of a game that I just played usually like the first couple hours of a game. I feel like I'm really bad at them. Yeah. And then it's like a switch goes off and it's like, I I got it. Yeah. You know? And I know that Dark Souls would be that way, but it's just so unforgiving. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So I, I, can't I would with it. much, yeah, I would much appreciate like a, because usually like if I can't, figure out something in a game I'll watch a YouTube or something and just like show me this part and if I can (laughs) see how somebody did it I can like rat like piece it together in my mind how the game works and like then I can do it right yeah so I think that would make me understand these games very well if I just had somebody like this is what this does and this is how it works you know yeah
0: I would be curious to see it as well
1: yeah I would love that
0: all right. Um, so he continues. Oh, and I asked him to, uh, just out of curiosity, do you look for certain accessibility features in a game to make sure you're able to play it? Because I know we were talking yeah. in Metroid, like uh, like what accessibility features are just missing, you know? Like what would make a, make a person unable to play a game? Yeah. So he says, if it's a game where I'm controlling a character or object, I have to have a controller. Mouse and keyboard is not doable for me because of fine movements. I can't get on target and it affects fast reaction decision making. But okay. slower-paced stuff like turn-based RPGs or real-time strategy games, I can use mouse and keyboard because there's that leeway. Um, so besides that, not really any other accessibility features that I look for or need. I had an access. I had an Xbox Elite controller, and that was a nice. game changer for me. Hell yeah! Yes.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> to be able to map my buttons, I turned off my right bumper and remapped it to a back button because I hit that button accidentally so much, but it wasn't like super nice. required. Okay. Um. And then he says, I guess for me, I'd love to see a mouse that is like a joystick, like that accessibility, like that Xbox accessibility controller. Yeah. But other than that, I play games pretty normally, but that's probably because I've adapted by growing up through game systems where accessibility wasn't even a thought. Yeah. Which, man, just hearing that, like,
1: that sucks, you know? (laughs) Well, I mean, he's right. I mean, you got to think about that. We came from a time where it was sink or swim. Yeah. You want to play this game or what? Like, this is what you have. And you either said, I'm going to figure something out, or you just walked away from it, you know?
0: Yeah. And I actually wanted to look up the Xbox accessibility controller because I wasn't aware that this was a thing. Yeah.
1: While you do that, he just brought me, like, a really good point that I didn't even think of for myself. You know, he said, you know, he's got to have a controller. I am... You know, I get made fun of a lot for that. But that is my accessibility thing. Like, I don't play a lot of PC games because I don't do mouse and keyboard.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of the opposite for me. Like, I don't play a whole lot on console because my brain doesn't get that many buttons. <laughs> like, I it's hard for me. It, keyboard and mouse like, for me is just so much more. But, you have as many buttons. But it's more straightforward for me. I don't know. Like... Yeah. It just works better with my brain with mouse and keyboard, I think. I'm looking at the Xbox accessibility controller and it is very cool. Like I yeah. don't know how it works, but just the look of it is is quite nice. <laughs> it's like a yeah. flat thing with two really open circles that I think work as your joystick sort of things. And then you have four multicolored buttons that are your separate like X Y A B buttons. Like they're yeah. like separate buttons that you hit like a big a big button.
1: Yeah. I told you it's they made cool some looking. kind of thing. I couldn't really remember what it was, but yeah, that's it.
0: All right. So back to the message. Okay. So he says Xbox accessibility controller. Yes, 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 Um. So that's probably why I've adapted because growing through game systems where accessibility wasn't even a thought, which takes me back to the Souls games and why I love them. I had to figure out my own way to play those games and be successful. It scratches that itch, which I thought yeah. was very cool and I told him you know thank you for sending your message it's always good to hear from different perspectives on this stuff and then I was thinking about like for me what makes a game unplayable for me and the only accessibility thing that I routinely need is subtitles because my audio processing is just not it's just not great (laughs) like if I if I'm supposed to rely on information that I hear like in hitman or something I I need to also read it in order to process it Yeah. And sometimes subtitles are so fucking tiny or they're in a font with like a ton of serif. And I'm like, why would you design that? (laughs) And why is there there no way to fix it? Like, it's it's funny to me how sometimes games can just fuck up the simplest of things. Like, I can't even imagine if I was like colorblind or fully deaf or had some disability that game designers don't even consider, you know?
1: Yeah. And so... I didn't even think about this, but this was a thing with uh, the new God of War game that came out from 2018. I guess I didn't think about it, but a big update that happened was they added accessibility things. And one of the biggest things that people were like craving, right? Yeah. Was the ability to up the font size for the menu. Yeah. And I was like, is that really something that we needed? But then I thought about it. You know, I'm playing on, like, a 55-inch TV, and I'm pretty close, right? Yeah. And I was like, what if I were playing this on, like, a little 32? I don't think yeah. I'd be able to read this shit. Right. You know, it, it's just not a problem I was having. But, yeah, like, that was, like, a hugely, like, we need bigger font. Yeah. It was like, a big thing.
0: There's a game that Richard and I were playing called, um, oh shit, what was it called? It was an Xbox game on the new Series X. It's, like, a twin stick shooter i think it's called the descent maybe I think i've heard of that one descent game the ascent okay maybe shit i forget now um but it was like yeah it's the ascent the font is so so small and so it's a bad font that they've chosen yeah. for subtitles and i was like can we can we just like increase the font size or something. And Richard's like, yeah, actually I kind of need that too. And so we go into the menu and we're looking around and like, there's got to be a way to do this. And we made the font like quote unquote huge or whatever the the largest setting was. And it's like 10 point (laughs) font on the bottom of the screen. And it is a 32 inch monitor that we're playing on. And we're both sitting back, you know, with our controllers just hanging out. And like, you have to like get up to the screen. If I was, if I was poised at the keyboard, like mouse and keyboard style, I would probably be able to read it if I squinted, (laughs) but
1: otherwise, no. You know what? I really want to show you this because you were talking about subtitles. I was going to ask before we continue with this super awesome DM. Sure. Aren't yellow subtitles the absolute worst? I think they're preferable than
0: white subtitles. Really? Because half the time there's, it really depends on the game, I guess, because half the time with white subtitles, if it's on like another background color that's, super light like white or blue I'm like why would you even do this even if it's outlined it's hard to read so yellow for me in those situations just pops and if there's a, a dark background yellow makes it even better to see
1: I want to show you the new Ratchet and Clank game Okay. the amount of subtitle customizations that that game has I think would like blow your mind I think you would be like this is what the standard needs to be
0: I think honestly, they need to have a standard for video games for accessibility. Like, after I've been thinking about yeah. this for like a, the better part of a month now, there really should be, I mean, a committee or something that says this is what you need to have in your game in order to make it playable. Yeah. Like, I know that it's not in every studio's budget, but if you start small, like start from the beginning and start thinking about all the people that are going to want to play your game, try to accommodate for that.
1: You're telling me that, like, if you write a piece of code for, like, a font-adjusting algorithm, let's say, right? You know? Yeah. Like, you write some code that you can't copy. Like, that's usually the premise of code writing is, you know, I've written this thing that allows font to change. Now I can copy-paste and put it in this. Yeah, and exactly. And then I can work around that m- that new menu that I'm designing with this in mind. But I've already yeah. done that piece, you know? Right. So if you start with, the- with
0: that in mind so that you're trying to develop a game... For accessibility Then it's it's less of an issue Than if you have a fully developed game And then you have to go back and add subtitles You have to add a different font yeah. or something You know, I mean yeah. If you just at the beginning <laughs> When you're like let's make a game Let's make a game that people are going to want to play Let's make a game people physically can play Exactly So CJ continues I cried when the Xbox accessibility controller came out And the reason it struck a chord is for so long Video games were an escape for me I wasn't someone with a disability. I was Master Chief or Kratos. And now people with more severe disabilities can experience that when previously they couldn't. And not only that, it allows competition play too. Giving oh. the ability to be competitive against people who are not hindered by movement is a big confidence boost. Uh, That's I, awesome. I know. Uh, yeah. I Like, these things don't even cross my mind, you know? And I feel, <laughs> I feel bad for not even thinking about that in the first place. But I guess... Just with our perspective on it, you know, you and I are blessed to have able bodies. So,
1: but I also hate doing the competitive shit. So, yeah, that too. But yeah, like I, I love the idea of somebody being able to just go in and fucking like wreck shop in Warzone or something, you know? Yeah, because I'm, I'm already bad at it now. So, uh,
0: he had a, a funny anecdote here. He says, "I remember back in the day when me and Richard and our friend group, uh, so he's." He's been Richard's best friend like since since forever. Okay. Um, so they went to rent a game, and he said we wanted a game that we could play together. So we got Ace Combat because, wink, wink. Okay. I've never played an aviation game before in quotation marks. <laughs> We got back, popped it into the PS2, and I proceeded to dominate everyone to the point where I asked today, 12 years later, hey, let's play an aviation game. It's met with an echoing, go fuck yourself. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I was never good at playing shooters with them, but that memory is not only strong because it's a funny moment with friends, but because in that moment, I felt equal to them. Not to say they ever made me feel less than them, but in my own head, I always had that drawback of cerebral palsy in my hands. But in that moment, that was gone, and this tool allows for that.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. I so love that.
0: So, he finishes up here. I'm not what I would consider severely disabled. I would consider myself lucky that it only affects my hands and speech. While it has affected my life physically, socially, and career-wise, it could have been worse. I just want people to know this is my experience. I understand others' experiences are vastly different, and saying any of this, I don't lessen or worsen anyone else's experience. I just hope to give a different point of view that people can see and maybe relate to and maybe even help others.
1: That's fantastic. That is... A great listener mail. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, CJ. I really... I appreciate it's that. It's so good to get just different perspectives on shit. Like, like yeah. I said, you know, we never would think about half of this. And it's yeah. just incredible.
1: Well, that was like... I was at Blockbuster with some friends in high school one time. And I remember looking at, like, the manuals. Because, you know, games had instruction manuals. Whatever, Right. Yeah. And I was going through the front, and, you know, there's that page in the front of, like, hey, you know, like, one in 12 people will have seizures playing a game, like, they cannot play games, right? Yeah. And I was hanging out with somebody, and they were like, yeah, I'm one of those 12 people. And I was like, what? My God. And she was like, yeah, like, I can't play games. And I was like... So, like, if I were to put on, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, you would just, like, die. And she was like, yeah, don't fucking do that. Oh, my God. And I was like, well, you know, like, you... You read that in an instruction manual, like, your whole life playing games, right? Yeah. But it's never been a thing that affects me. And then I met somebody, and it's, you know, it's humbling to meet those kind of people. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it's just not an experience that we have. And it's good to see the world from what, uh, because, because for them, they're like, yeah, I read that every fucking time and go, yep, I can't ever enjoy this game.
0: Exactly. It's like, a completely it's different
1: life experience, you know?
0: Totally. It's something that I would just never clock. I would never think about it because I don't have a reason to. But now yeah, it, it makes you feel a little bit, I don't know, selfish. <laughs> just more more aware, I guess, you know? Yeah. Just the, there's a lot of perspectives in this world. And we have to keep open to what everyone else, you know... Goes through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a whole world out there, guys. And there's so many... It, there's so many things that we can't even imagine with the idea of accessibility that we have now. Yeah. With how far we've come, there's still things we haven't even scratched the surface of addressing, you know, it's crazy for sure. So I am very happy to have gotten that message. Cause I love the able gamers charity. Yeah. Ever since I found out about like for Easily six-plus years, they've been, like, my favorite charity. So, like, when you do the, you know, like, I mean, you don't because you don't have Facebook. But on Facebook, back when I used it, you know, usually on your birthday, they'll be like, name a charity that you want people to give money to. So, usually, yeah, so usually when it's your birthday, you you can be like, hey, uh, ASP, you know, SPCA, I love that charity. And people can go to your page for your birthday and like donate money to a charity of your choice that's cool i didn't know that yeah so i'd always put able gamers up in mine and i would get like no money because everyone's like that's 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 dumb i don't know what that is you know (laughs) okay but because of my interests to me that's that's like one of the greatest charities and groups that exists out there
0: yeah i'm definitely going to be like following them keeping an eye on what they do now because i like I said it's something that's just never been on my radar but now that I'm aware of it like that's really cool work that they're doing and it's important
1: like games is my passion I know how they make me feel and I know the exact feeling CJ felt when he's talking about being the Master Chief being Kratos dominating in a game that he's never played like that like I know those feelings and that they're denied to so many people because of whatever reason and that charity helps give it to him I love it it just, it just makes me feel awesome to know that people can experience this stuff like that.
0: Yeah, we'll put some links in the show notes too for Able Gamer stuff if you guys want to check them out.
1: The fucking best, <laughs> CJ. You're the best. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thanks for writing in.
1: Please show me how to play Dark Souls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So I have some more news. Not really positive news. Okay. Are you familiar with the PAX conferences?
1: Yes. I've Obviously. always <laughs> wanted to go.
0: Yeah. So PAX South has been always located here in, I think, like, South Texas, right? Or is it just right here in Dallas? That was like in Austin. Yeah, I think it's like down in the Austin-San Antonio area. Yeah. Um, hang on, like... hang on,
1: hang on. Before you give me more bad stuff. Okay. Can I crack this? Because I can't imagine us having a crackless <laughs> show.
0: Yes, I'm sorry
1: bulby it's okay he hates the crack really oh he hates it he's not a yemtope fan nope every oh. time i crack something he's always like what the fuck <laughs> i hate that like he gets so scared every time hey buddy cheers i wish buddy. i had
0: something to crack here i've been out of seltzer
1: for like four or five days now and it's it's starting to get desolate <laughs> um i'm a little surprised that you would let it go that long
0: i know it's just one of those things. Like my grocery run has Bloody. like fallen in the, the wrong time of the week or something.
1: Yeah. So anyway, <sighs> but anyway, PAX PAX South. News. okay.
0: So uh, first PAX was held in 2004. They, they put this little um, thing up on their Twitter just to, you know, it's, you know, it's bad when a company posts a whole screenshot of like a, <laughs> a wordy document on their Twitter. But um,
1: that's usually, Oh, we're going to delay this game. Sorry about it. Don't hate us.
0: Right, so just for some background on PAX, the first PAX was in 2004, and they expected about 100 people, uh, but they got 3,000 passionate fans, they say. (laughs) Yeah, so, and it has turned from a one-time event into a series held in five cities across the whole damn world, so. Yeah, there's
1: PAX East, West, North, South, like, there's a whole, like, it's a whole event chain in and of itself. Yeah. I have always wanted to go to one. And Pack South is like, the only one that I really have accessible.
0: Well, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Pack South has been, like, the least uh, prolific child, I guess. Uh, it, it hasn't grown for them. And it has remained, like, the same pretty much for the entirety that they've had it going on. Okay. So... They said, faced with that reality and compounded by the impact of COVID-19, we've made the difficult decision to bring PAX South to an end for the foreseeable future.
1: Cool. Yeah, so, so PAX South is no more. So, missed on that, too. Yeah. Nice.
0: I hope <laughs> that they'll bring it back, but by the sound of it, it doesn't seem like they're
1: um, f- even like, considering it. I guess you could hope for, like, a post-COVID boom. Like, hey, People can go places, like, let's revive it and see if it gets bigger. But it yeah. s- sounds like that's not going to happen.
0: Right. I I mean, if they have several different divisions of packs and there's just one that's not yeah. profiting, I
1: mean, it's kind of expected that they're going to cut off the, the worst of it. So basically now I have one convention left. Because E3 is basically out the window. So is E3 just, like, over? No, but it's not what it was so it's like it's not even worth going to it now right pax was like my next choice it's gone so i'm left with the one that like i dream of going to which is the hardest one for me to fucking go to
0: oh which one's that
1: i want to go to gamescom and that's in germany oh man so i can't really just go there you know yeah
0: they've got some good conventions out there they have one for board games i think it's called spiel i've always wanted to go
1: well, figure out when that is, because maybe we can, like, pool together some kind of trip.
0: Have a YMTOP Germany
1: trip. <laughs> yeah. well, like <laughs> be amazing. I, I want to go to Germany anyway. Yeah. yeah. But Gamescom is, like, it—it—it it, it is the world's biggest gaming convention.
0: Wow.
1: E3 may be the most popular. And maybe it's only popular here in the U.S., you know? But, like, yeah. the world's biggest, like, the biggest convention for games that happens all year long is Gamescom. In Cologne, Germany. Alright. And I have dreamed of going there four years. And now E3 is kaput. South, Pack South is now kaput. So, like, that's my last dream. And I feel like one day, that's gonna be kaput. So I gotta, like, make this happen. Damn.
0: I gotta do something. So Gamescom 2021 was August 25th to 27th. Let me look at that board game convention. (laughs) Spiel Essen. Oh, that's in October. That's like just happened. So, so August we, and October. So we, we just gotta go t- <laughs> two live there trip. for
1: two months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could do
0: that. Yeah, that works. <sighs> well, I just that look sucks. at the hall and I want to go. Like I've, I've never been to a convention. <laughs> like I've been to the Podcast Movement with you, but that's the only. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: and you said that was like your first one. Yeah. What what what's it called?
0: Spiel S P I E L. It happens in Essen. I'll take a look at this. Spiel.
1: Whoa, look at that place.
0: Yeah, it's a four day <laughs> board game trade fair.
1: Yeah, dude. It's and you so know cool. that you can like play board games there too.
0: Yeah, you can try out new board games and see like man, a lot of people attend. Holy shit. Yeah, dude.
1: This looks awesome. Doesn't it? For board game stuff. And I mean, that's cool because I mean, they got, you know, COVID tests on site. Like, they will let you do stuff. So, yeah. See, dude, I miss this because I used to go to Comic Con and it's big like this, right? Yeah. There's an energy. I mean, the podcast one, I think, was different because it's not even people that were passionate about podcasts.
0: I know. It was people whose business
1: was podcasts, you know? Yeah.
0: I wanted it to be more people like you and me and less people like, how do we make our corporate into a podcast?
1: Yeah, it was more a business trip. It was like a business conference. Yeah. Whereas stuff like this, it's people's passion. Yeah. You haven't been to that convention yet. If you went to this convention, your life would change. Yeah. <laughs> Being around this many people that love your thing, and then you can see people that are like trying to get new ones made, and there's just all this stuff. The whole booth for Scrabble? Awesome. I know. I'm looking at that. <laughs> I hate Scrabble. But I would I go to that booth. What? oh man I want to take you to this convention like really bad <laughs> but I gotta go to Gamescom first okay you know so I'm gonna cut this out of the show too cutting a lot of shit out maybe we can talk about this at some point like as a show but like I was thinking about how I've put maybe we should did we talk capitalism yet on the show yeah I don't know <laughs> I think we should At some point we should. Because I was thinking about this and how depressing my life is because of it now. Yeah. I have always put my job first because I needed to take care of, like, my people at home, you know? Yeah. But it has been the single source of me missing out on all the things that I wanted to do in my life. Ugh. Desi offered me tickets to the E3 that I would, that I needed to go to.
0: Oh, which one?
1: Uncharted 4 was there. Uh, Something else was there. Like, it was... Well, first of all, it's E3. I've always wanted to go to E3, right? Yeah. And it was Uncharted for E3. COVID wasn't even a a whisper in the world, you know? (laughs) Like, you could just go and live, right? (sighs) Right. And I had just started my job. So I was like, I can't do that because I don't want them to get mad. So I didn't go. And now E3 is not even really a viable... thing in the world now yeah and i have missed it for what what did i do that i remember fondly i would have remembered that fondly till i died
0: yeah absolutely
1: and instead i worked on boxes at an office for eight hours a day i made a
0: decision at one point like i remember the moment i did it (laughs) this isn't to do with capitalism or work or anything but it was it was school And I was trying to fucking study for this economics test and I was failing economics already. Just so bad. I was not doing good in this class. The teacher took pity on me and kept giving me like (laughs) makeup assignments and shit. She was like, you're going to get through this. And I'm like, I don't think I am. (laughs) I hate it. But, um, so I had, we had family in town from Germany and it was like going to be pretty much the one time they were going to be in town. And I remember like, I have this test tomorrow I I can't I can't fail it and I don't have time to study and see my family and I had to like sit with the decision I was like do I do I study for this test and try even though I know I'm not absorbing any of this information or do I just fucking forget about it and like hang out with my family and have fun tonight
1: yeah
0: and I hung out with my family. I stayed up Good. until like 2 a.m. I failed the test. But <laughs> in the long run, it didn't matter at all. And like, I remember those, exactly. those times. It's, it's important to have that shit.
1: I know this part's not even in the show. I think you should leave it in the show. We might <laughs> now. But like, those things don't... Your job truly doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. I remember Unless it brings you that joy. Yeah. But you got to bring yourself fucking joy first.
0: Yeah. And then worry Absolutely. about the rest later. There was another quick story <laughs> that I was coming home for Father's Day. I was coming home from college. It's not a very far drive. But on the way there, my car spun out on the highway. And I was like really freaking out because, you know, it was, it was a bad like almost accident. I could have died. Yeah. Um, and I had to go to work. And I also wanted to have Father's Day brunch. And I was like, because of my car delays, I won't have time to go to brunch anymore. And I was like, you know what? Actually, fuck this. I called my boss and I was like, I got in a car accident and I need to go to brunch. (laughs) Uh, I got in a car wreck. I died. Going to brunch. Peace. (laughs) And uh, I went to brunch and he was like, that's fine. So
1: I didn't get fired. Well, going back to the E3 thing. My boss at that time. Uh Uh-huh. He actually super hates games. Ugh, what? Yeah, uh, do you remember the video of a dad that, like, takes all of his kids 360 games out and runs them over with the riding lawnmower? Yes. That was, like, his anthem of a, like, like, YouTube meme-ness. Like, he loved that video and was like, God, I wish I would do this to my kid. What kind of parent sits up at night and dreams about running over their child's source of joy? I know. But, like... I took time off to play Uncharted 4 whenever it came out, right? And yeah. I remember requesting that time because I wasn't a real boy yet, so I had to, like, actually ask and I couldn't just, like, put it in the system and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, oh, what, do, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm... And I was like, Uncharted 4 is coming out. And he was like, you're taking two days off to play a video game? And I was yeah, like... Yeah, I am. Yes. Motherfucker. Actually, yeah, it's a big fucking deal for me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then my next boss, when God of War came out and I did that, she was like, fuck yeah. You know, she loved <laughs> good. that idea. It was great.
0: Man. But
1: that's, like. That's good. Find your fucking joy, people. Yeah. Fuck capitalism. Go to brunch. I've spent so much of my life not chasing the joy to do what like you need to do. You yeah. Know? Like the society shit. And most of that shit I regret looking back on it. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you take anything away from this podcast, take the advice from these two 31-year-olds living in post-COVID times. Go to the fun thing. Go do you. the fun
1: thing. I think I'm 32. Are you 32? No, you're I not. Think I'm, yeah, I think I'm 32. How old am I? Oh, fuck. I'm turning 32. Oh, shit. I'm <laughs> yeah, am turning but see, 32 next you're month. You're still
0: 31, like you said, though. Oh, fuck. Hang on. How <laughs> Time is, is so I? weird. You're 32. You turned hey, thirty two and
1: I am thirty two. You're right. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Are you crying?
0: No, I'm, good. I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm, <not> crying. <laughs> I'm
1: laughing.
0: I'm laughing.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. But like just that was a weird side tangent, but fuck, PAX is closed and it was like the last one I had, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I've been wanting to go to these things for so long. So <sighs> see you guys. You can miss out on the shit that you want. You don't know where the world can take that shit.
0: Yeah, you don't know when it's going to end. If you have yeah. the
1: capability, or if you can make the capability, seize it. San Diego Comic-Con may not be a thing forever, guys, and it's fucking great. Go. It's is it so still
0: fun- a thing, though? Because, like, it last is. year it was online, right? Was it online this year?
1: I don't even know. Well, I gave up on going because buying tickets is Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, like the I know that I've heard that the magic now is kind of gone with the way they do ticketing and yeah, like just did. the whole shift of the convention since it was founded.
1: I was lucky enough to go 3 years in a row. Wow, maybe 4? I think it was 3. I tell you, man, <laughs> magic. Those the I remember each one of them very vividly cuz it was phenomenal. That's why I want to take you to that board game convention cuz I know What it will do to your brain. (laughs) You will be so happy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, walking around to these booths and seeing, like, new movies. A fucking. That's when I think, like, Skyfall was gonna come out. Like, the James Bond car was there. I got to touch it, you know? Oh, my God. I got to see shit when I was there. It was a great place. I love Comic Con. It was awesome. Find your fucking joy, people. Just be happy. Pax, please, please bring it back. Post COVID and see if it'll last. I'd like please. to come once. Please, please, Pax. <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep the bad train rolling. I think let's just oh. let's just keep rolling it downhill. Why not? <laughs> okay. Ready? This is this is actually pretty cool, but kind of upsetting in a minor way. All right. Uh, there's a game that's out that I want you to play with me. Okay. It's called. Why is this upsetting? I'll tell you. Okay. It's called First Class Trouble. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. Remember that game you don't like called Among Us? Yeah. Okay. It's an adult version of Among Us. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, think Among Us, but more mature. Okay. In style, gameplay, like, think of just, like, a a more thought-out version of Among Us. That's how I took the trailers, right? Okay, so there's like... It's been out. It's been on the PC for a while.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it now on Steam. and It's like 10 bucks. Yeah.
1: Well, it just came out for free on PlayStation Plus. So PlayStation people just got it for free, right? Cool.
0: Is there crossplay?
1: There is crossplay. And Ferdinand downloaded it and wants to go PS4 to PS5 to Kelsey's PC. Okay. And he wants to play it. You know, I'm not really into Among Us, but I was like, well, how does this one work? Because it seems like it's a bit more advanced, right? Yeah. So I wanted to watch it. I pulled up a Twitch stream of it because it had just come out. She was playing on the PS5. I was like, cool. Releasing it on the PlayStation that day broke them and the servers were down the entire day. So I saw oh. none of that game get played. Dang. But I followed a new Twitch streamer and sat in that sat in her stream for eight hours while she played zero games. <laughs> 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 it was literally her waiting the whole day. Damn. And they'd be like, okay, the servers are up. And like a match would start. And they'd be like, Up oh, the servers are down, guys. Hang on. Oh, my God. That's so frustrating. So this like brand new game got released to like millions of people for free. And they couldn't even play it. Cool. Which I thought was kind of funny. But also it made me mad because I wanted to know what it was like. But I did watch some today. And it does look pretty cool. I think you might like it more than Among Us.
0: Okay, so is the premise, like, there's one killer and a bunch of
1: crew members, or? There's, I, I'm not sure that it's quite 50-50. Oh, wow. But it's, like, there's a big portion of you that are, like, robots wearing human skin. <laughs> so you just look like one of the people, but you're, like, a repli- a replinoid or something, and you're trying to, like, ma- make your team win, you know? Okay, uh, it looks awesome. You're on like a space station. Ooh. And at one point, like the oxygen starts to like fail on the space station. So you have to work together to like raise the oxygen levels okay, and stuff. So like, it just seems a bit more what you might like from Among Us, you know? Okay. It seems really cool. So if you would like to try it out with us, we have it. I'd like to know that that, that you know, the servers are working first. <laughs> yeah. But I thought you might. Enjoy this take of the Among Us formula and you might enjoy it more.
0: It's on sale now through uh, November 8th, which is actually the date this comes out. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to actually purchase this right now.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, we need to try to play it because I think it looks fun. Yeah. And I, I'm digging cross play, man, because me, and Ferdinand are on three different systems and can still yeah. have a fun time.
0: I'm glad that we're going to be able to play this together. So I love crossplay. It's a beautiful world we live in.
1: Can't wait for it to be like the standard thing. Right. Everything works with everything.
0: One of these days. So I'm going to drag us down further into the pits of despair. Can Just, I talk about my favorite dumpster okay, fire? Let's go.
1: <laughs> uh, let me guess. That's blizzard.
0: That's blizzard. Of course uh, it is. What now? <laughs> uh, for the folks that are in the zeitgeist level of our Patreon tier, uh, you know that I have been covering blizzard <laughs> each and every week in our Friday roundups because yeah. I just can't help it. I just, it just never ends. I have to watch them burn. I don't, I can't yeah. look away. It's a, it's an absolute train wreck. Um, so remember when, <laughs> remember when blizzard was like, remember when, do you remember when they were sued for sex discrimination? Yeah. That was like the big thing that set things off. I think in like yeah. July or something. Um, <clears throat> so they announced just the other day. Well, okay. So after that, they um they fired their like their main dude who was J. Allen Brock. He was Blizzard's president. Okay. Um, and two people came in and took his spot. So there were co-leaders, one of whom was Mike oh. Barra, and one of whom is Jennifer O'Neill. So you might know Jennifer O'Neill or Jen O'Neill. She was the head of Vicarious Visions oh cool yeah, yeah.
1: oh yeah so, i do know her she's really cool
0: i never heard of vicarious visions but i remember you telling me that you were upset that they got absorbed into blizzard
1: yeah they're the people that did the crash bandicoot like remake that came out a couple years ago oh, they, like, okay re- rebuilt it from the ground up and stuff yeah uh they're just a neat little publisher like they do cool stuff And now, so yeah, Blizzard called, just like called the office and said, "Hey, um, you're called Blizzard now.
0: We own you now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like you're not even Vicarious Visions. Nobody will ever see that name again. And no one will know that you're part of that team. You are Blizzard now. Jeez, that's. And I watched a video on it, and this guy was like, "That's a slap in the face to what Vicarious Visions history is." Like, you yeah. basically said, none of that matters. That's uh, that's that's fucked up.
0: That is fucked up.
1: Um, but I didn't know that somebody from Vicarious Visions was <laughs> co-leader of Blizzard. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know if she was, like, within Blizzard and just was the, the head over what was previously Vicarious Visions, or if she worked at Vicarious Visions and was absorbed into Blizzard. I'm not sure the yeah. order of events there. Okay. But she was overseeing Vicarious Visions stuff. And uh, so she she announced that she wanted to leave and it always looks bad (laughs) when a woman leaves a company that is going through everything blizzard is currently going through. Like they have so many scandals in the way of like gender discrimination and sexual assault and just like a, just a peppering of a little bit of everything. So when a woman in charge leaves, it makes you wonder why and what happened. But yeah. she she has this really good quote that I wanted to read because it gives me gives me hope. Okay. <laughs> so she says, I'm doing this not because I'm without hope for Blizzard. Quite the opposite. I'm inspired by the passion of everyone here working toward meaningful, lasting change with their whole hearts. This energy has inspired me to step out and explore how I can do more to have games and diversity intersect and hopefully make a broader industry impact that will benefit Blizzard and other studios as well. Okay. So... That's all good and well, and I'm happy for her. I just hope that Blizzard isn't a sinking ship and the rats are all trying to get onto the last lifeboat, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but one cool thing is that Activision is creating a $1 million grant to Women in Games International in her honor, which I think is very, very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, Jen O'Neill is a board member on that organization, so... Okay. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's still... but it hurts, um, but I mean, it's it's good for Jen O'Neill. It it might be bad for Blizzard. It's hard to say at this point. Like, so, so much is shifting and changing all the time. And yeah. I just, I feel a little bad for Blizzard. I know that they're a corporation, and I'm not supposed to feel any type of sympathy toward them, because as a corporation, historically, they have been really bad. Um, yeah. But one of my favorite video game journalists, Jason Schreier, I've been following his kind of deep dive (laughs) into blizzard because he's got like a like a a storyline with them he's just he's been covering them for a very long time now and uh he said a couple of things that struck me like struck a struck a good chord with me so let me read off this tweet from him from november 2nd uh it's worth noting the comments like wow blizzard is over ignore the reality that many of Blizzard's now well-documented cultural issues are years old, and they happen during the golden days, quote-unquote. While lots of current employees are organizing to try to make things better. (laughs) So, it's it's tough to see Blizzard struggle so fucking much, because they are struggling so fucking much. They cancelled BlizzCon, they have now pushed out Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 to perhaps 2023. Like, there's no, there's, it's, they seem like they're just floating out, like, in the ocean right now. And I don't know what's going to become of yeah, Activision Blizzard at this point, which sucks, but uh, I don't
1: know. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> there's no way that this company disappears, right?
0: You want to think that, but at the same time, like, what are they doing? I mean, that's what
1: I'm thinking, like... Is there a company that's too big that it, it's like, no, it'll still float by and it will ride itself later, but it's going to be a rough patch for a while, you know?
0: I mean, everybody thought that about the the banks and mortgages in 2008, and look at where that went. Yeah. I mean, I know that this is totally different from the housing crisis, but it just feels about the same. You know, it's, it's watching a big company struggle and splinter, and it's just weird. Yeah. Um, and there's also just been like... You remember the whole Blitzchung controversy about, like, Hong Kong and how they had yes, to I do. F- fire the guy? Yeah. Um, there was always, like, a huge belief that Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 were both announced to kind of, like, smoke screen Gally, that from over? that. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, don't look at Hong Kong. <laughs> look at Overwatch 2
1: instead. Um, Put out there way too early. Well, and I was like, well, we kind of said it now, and now you're just waiting.
0: But the thing is, like, they had announced there, there were already whispers that overwatch 2 and diablo 4 were going to be at blizzcon in june when the whole BlizzCon controversy happened in october so i mean they were there were rumblings ahead of the whole mess but I i i think that they just needed to like show their investors like we're we're working on stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: they they've been pretty stale, right? Like Blizzard hasn't come out with a new game yeah. since
1: Overwatch. So, okay. well, I mean, I I think they are kind of in the same boat as Rockstar right now cuz like Rockstar like doesn't release a lot of shit, but Grand Theft Auto V brings in a billion dollars a year, so we don't really need to make anything. Yeah. You know, like I'm pretty sure Hearthstone Brings in a shit ton of money, because I bet people buy card packs or something all the time. Yeah, you know? probably so. And they have... what? I mean, World of Warcraft is, what, a subscription-based game, right? Right. So they've got that money coming in with no new products, so they're making money for doing nothing. Yeah. Like, they can probably float by without a new something... Do you think that's why the Diablo 2 remaster came out? They they were like just fucking reskin that shit, make a little quick cash.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Got
1: floated yeah. a little bit, you know.
0: Yeah. I don't even know at this point. It's it's all such a mess. And like I I want to believe that they're going to come out of this okay because I like the products that Blizzard makes, but it's just hard to support them because they keep drowning doing shit. Yeah. They keep doing shit. And like like Jason Trier said in his tweet here, like that was that was kind of old Blizzard who did all the shit and now there's new people in there who are working to be better and they're, you know, still trying to create art with the games. And I think it's, ugh, I hate taking a hard stance on this, but I think it's just unfair to fully boycott the company for the actions of a few individuals. Like I know the company yeah. as a whole has allowed that to go on, but they're making strides and they're taking steps into the right direction. and. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some of the steps are a little bit weird. Like, let's rename Jesse McCree into Cassie Cole or whatever. And fans are still going to call him McCree because they've been calling him McCree <laughs> for the better part of six years now. But yeah. at least we got his name out of the game. It's just... Yeah. They're <laughs> they're problematic. They're my problematic fave. And I hate to defend them. But I I just...
1: What do they say, though? Every Every journey starts with a single step. So... <laughs> you you got to start somewhere.
0: You got to start somewhere. And sometimes it's replacing women with bowls of fruit. And that's just how it's going to go.
1: Yeah. Well, Blizzard, I hope you get there. And I actually almost bought the Diablo 2 remaster the other day. It looks really good. It looks fucking fun. <laughs> it, it, it looks fun. And I want to have fun.
0: Yeah. CJ yeah. also
1: loves Diablo 2,
0: so. He's been, like, telling me, you should get it. You should play with we're us. so bad. It, looks, it just looks, it looks really good.
1: nice. I like it. Yeah. I don't know if you want to keep this in, in, in the show or put this in Friday roundup when we potentially hit Blizzard again, but <laughs> I read a thing today about Insomniac, and they were okay. talking about the ending fight for the Spider-Man game that's on the PlayStation 4. Uh-huh was originally going to be huge. It was going to be a way bigger fight. And they realized that what they had in mind was, like, too much for the team to handle. Oh. So they, like, took a week to kind of rethink it, and they decided to make it smaller, one, to meet their budget and their time and not work people to death. But it also served the story better and created a more personal and intimate moment there at the end. Okay. So it was just... Because Insomniac Games right now is, like, the standard for game developers. Yeah. They treat everybody fucking great. They produce, like, the best games, probably because they treat everybody so good. So people are putting their whole their whole heart and soul into it, right? Yeah. And they're the ones that made Ratchet & Clank, that I'm telling you, have these great subtitle accessibility <laughs> shits. Like, they're just the <laughs> fucking top right now. Well, that's good. But I just read this thing about their work ethic and it changed the entire ending to a game and it worked out better for him. You know,
0: imagine that happy people at work creating good art. Yeah. And I was like,
1: that's cool. Ready to go to Germany. I'm fucking ready to go to Germany, dude. (laughs) Let's go to Germany. Yes. I want to fucking have German beer. (laughs) I want to go to Oktoberfest.
0: Let's go to a beer Ah,
1: see if I go to Oktoberfest, you can go to the board game thing.
0: Fuck. Yeah. See, there
1: you go. We got pretzels
0: all around. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the show, where we always ask you to please tell your friends about us. Tell two friends about us. Tell eight friends about us. How many friends do you have? Tell them about us. Help us grow this audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your most favorite platform so you never, ever miss an episode. How about you subscribe on a bunch of different platforms so we get, you know... Just cover your bases. Yeah. (laughs) We release weekly every single Monday and we don't want you to miss a single episode. So if you have a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that helps us out so, so much in finding many more lovely listeners just like you.
1: Don't forget while you're doing that, go find us and friend us and share that with all your friends on social media because we are YMBTOAP on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. We just got done with Streamtober big old twitch thing we gotta take a break guys that was a yeah, lot that was, was a lot, lot of shit. uh but we appreciate all you guys that showed out uh hung out with us we had a good time hopefully you enjoyed the stuff that we played and looked at everything and we really want to thank our patrons you guys are the best like you guys are the best we have we have a whole, like, Animal Crossing thing going on. We've got, like, a whole little oh, man, community we do. of island hoppers right now. And oh, we're, look like, forward to um, sharing stuff. Next week, I believe, we're going to
0: go deep on the Animal Crossing update. Because it's going to be out. And we're going to be, like, neck deep in it. You and I have both yeah. been playing a lot. I restarted my island, you guys. I restarted it. I'm proud of you.
1: Thank you. I need to give you a whole bunch of stuff. Please. <laughs> we have a good little group. And I want more of you guys to come out and join that group so I can get to know. We want to know you guys as well. Yes. Don't forget the listener mail. We've had two lately, and they have spurred some big discussions. Like, you guys have good things that you want to say to us that prompt us to think of stuff that we didn't before. Good things to just ask us. We love what you guys bring to the table. So you can either be a patron, send something to us on our Discord, or there's the good old classic... Y-M-B-T-O-A-P at gmail.com. Your standard old email. We can put your name in it. We can do it anonymous. We don't do anything you don't want us to do. We want to have a good little group. If you just want to have a discussion, but you want to kind of keep it a little off the table, we can do that. Send us that listener mail. Start some good conversations with us. Our theme song is The Grim Blows
0: the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. He's good and he deserves your views and your listens. And as always, thank you so much for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. When will Blizzard ever be good? One more important sound we wanted you to hear.
1: Yeah. I just started playing Hoof! Hang on. I'm cutting this out. Bulbasaur just fucking ripped one. <laughs> and he's in my fucking lap. Oh, buddy, dude. Thanks Fuck. for the under Bulbasaur. Whew Oh. It's heavy. It's heavy <laughs> musk about Gross. me. Ugh. This this dude gets too relaxed when he's when he's sleepy. Hi buddy. So lay down. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm 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 offended. Um